Okay, good evening, and welcome to the Hipsit Podcast with me, Rabbi Simcha, and our producer, Sherry Barkley. Hey, guys. Okay, Sherry, it's been Shalom. a while. It's been a while. We've been a little bit uh, on hiatus, but uh, we're back, and uh, there's been uh, some major news in the uh, Hipsid uh, Podcast sphere, and that news is that Sherry got a selfie with Ethan Hawke. Yes, breaking news. I got a selfie with the Ethan Hawke last Tuesday at the Bowery Ballroom. And I've actually posted this thing on Instagram. Numerous. If times. you want. <laughs> Too many times. I we're talking we're talking not even we're talking less than an inch ear to ear. So, you know, it's not it's not just self, you know, if, we, if you want, you know, if you measure like a celebrity selfie by how close you are to the person, it was right there. Sherry, Ethan looked nervous in, in the picture. Yeah. Could you talk through for the listeners play by play how the selfie went down? Sure. Uh, where was Ethan positioned? Mm -hmm. Um was he in a headlock? Exactly right. what happened? I'm going to explain that, but I do want to say that, uh, you know, just keep it locked because we're going to turn this around. This is a Jewish story at the end of the day. It really? might not seem okay. like it right now, right. but it is. So I was there to see one of my favorite, um, I call it hipster country singers, Hayes Carl. And it turns out that the opener for Hayes Carl, the Ben Dickies, Ethan Hawke just recently produced a documentary about them. So he was there to support that band. Okay. I didn't know this until later. I was just really excited to see him because I've been watching his film since I was about 10 years old. Uvra. I was wearing a um, Jesse Jackson 88 for president shirt. <laughs> Which I'm actually kind of embarrassed to say because I was in Israel so and I, I bought you didn't, you didn't clash with anybody else. I bought this night. shirt in Israel at the at the bus stop in Tel Aviv, this crazy market, and I was with my goy toy at the time, and he said, "You have to get this shirt. It's amazing." And I I don't actually know that much about Jesse Jackson's campaign. You paid in shekels. It was like five dollars. They sell the weirdest stuff at that. At that market in Tel Aviv, by the way. Anyway, so I was wearing it, and Ethan Hawke actually... gold. I recognized him. He looked at he me. He recognized you. He looked at my shirt and said, Jesse Jackson, that's awesome. Wow. And I knew I had an in. Right. So I was like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, uh, Avoiding Hulk? the fact that I don't actually... Forgot that I was wearing the shirt, didn't have anything to smart to say about the shirt. <laughs> and I said really quick, yeah, thank you. Um, hey, you know what? I'm a huge fan. Can I get a selfie? And then he looks at me a little disappointed because right. he thought he was going to get into a cool conversation about Jesse Jackson. He goes, fine, if you make it quick. And so that explains his he reaction. Wasn't he wasn't keen. No. And then I also said, uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm here to see Hayes Carl. And then that actually brought me down a couple more points Aye. because I didn't realize that he was there to see the opening band, which he had made a documentary for. So not so what I was really telling him with my body language was, A, I don't care what's on this shirt that you think is so interesting, and I don't care about your documentary. So you, you came across I'm a like huge a crazy Reality person. Bites fan. Yeah, and so okay. you can see this in the picture of right. our you selfie. Looked you looked afraid. Yes. So you pulled out the phone. I pulled out the phone. Leaned click, in. Leaned in. Clicked. Super click. Clicked. He called security. See, no, no, I, I I ran off because I actually really, truly was there to see right. the first band. No, I was only a little bit humiliated later. I was already kind of 
coming down from the Jackson Jackson thing in the uh, Insta post. I didn't tag him, but what I did was, which is why we're talking about this, was I decided to do some projecting. So I turned it into an Insta story where I posted the same photo several times with different captions each time. And, you know, they started off pretty silly. Hey, you know, I've seen all the Before Sunset movies. Um, I'm thinking about getting my... They're they're great. Um, You know, I'm thinking about getting my my real estate license, you know, all of these things. And it's really funny because each one, of course, Ethan Hawke has this reaction where he doesn't care. It's very funny. Kind of had to see it on Instagram. But where I'm going with this was one of the posts was... You know, your character in Reality Bites was very influential on me. But now that I think about it, I should have been going for the Ben Stiller character. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yes. Okay, so I called you this week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, I did not grow up in a Hasidic family. Uh, I grew up normal. It's my oldest joke. And uh, we share a lot of cultural touchstones from the mid-90s. We are both fans of Reality Bites. Yep. And when I saw the selfie, it kind of took me back to the mid-90s. And I started thinking about Reality Bites. And I asked you over the phone, remember, I said to you, you know, if you could go back to mid-90s Sherry. And let's say Sherry was, um, what's her name, the actress? Winona Ryder. Yep. Okay, you're Winona Ryder. And there's a love triangle, well, okay? Lainey is the character, yeah. Okay, right. So you're, you're Lainey, you're Lainey. Uh, Lisa Loeb is singing away in the background, uh-huh. Jewish, by the way. And you've got the love triangle. I even I printed it out. You've got, you've got the uh, bohemian um, artist slacker, uh, Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like the, uh, the corporate nebbish Ben Stiller. What would mid-90s Sherry do as opposed to uh, 2019 Sherry? Yeah, so mid-90s, Sherry just saw that greasy hair and his crappy band, uh, Hey, That's My Bike, and I was just smitten. But now, you know, and I also thought, like, it was really lame of Ben Stiller's character to mess with her documentary. But now when you watch it again... You kind he of realize that popular for yeah, the exactly. He was trying to help. He was trying he to was get her out there. He was actually trying to help her. Yeah. He bought her tickets he to the, the festival. Well. I think I he think directed he, reality. I, back. No, no, it's I don't. Right here, by I the way. I think he produ- I think he was the producer. I don't know if he was the director. Was he the director? Sherry, he was the director. <laughs> I'm holding your VHS wow. copy right now. By okay. the way, uh, tonight's guest is sitting here, uh, bemused and bewildered by the conversation. Sure. Well, um, it also just. We're gonna get we're gonna get to our guests. We're gonna is, get to the guests. But guest. I will say also, you know, yeah, Ben Stiller, Jewish guy. Right. I think he. I think that he's. You know, everyone's kind of a jerk in that movie. I think Winona made the wrong choice. I think so too. Right. And they're and also in today's culture, you know, ad people are just kind of. I mean, that's the life. It's everywhere now. And so I just think they. You know, if anything, she would actually be kind of pursuing that even, you know, even more. Right. So. I would like to, uh, we, know we have a very uh, active uh, listener population. <laughs> so I'd like to ask uh, the listeners uh, if they could maybe take this viral and you could be uh, Team Hawk 
or uh, Team Stiller. Yep. And I'd just like to ask the listeners if you could uh, go back to mid-90s and you were Winona Ryder and Lisa Loeb was singing in the background, who would you choose? Okay, moving on. Well, should Sherry? we ask this of our guests? We're going to get... I, the what? guest has never even seen... I think the guest was born after oh, reality back. Okay. Because <laughs> so, that's another thing is, you know, we might not get a lot of response, but if you do... Right. You can come, oh, to, my, you can come to my apartment right. and we'll have a viewing party for all... All the people that and, respond uh, to And maybe this. Ethan uh, would... Well, he'd probably, probably call security yeah, I, next I time he sees you. He'd be like, him. she's back. Okay, Sherry, one word, Passover. What it, Passover is uh, a mere week away. What would you be doing uh, for Passover for the Seder? You know, you I was options, so Friday focused... Friday night and Saturday night. I'm doing them both. So I was so focused on this Reality Bites conversation yeah, that... I, I, um, I uh, stick shift. You know... Took a turn. What is, when is, when is... Uh, Passover's in a week. Sherry, are you coming date? to my Seder? Is that on Friday? Oh, it's on the 19th. And 20th. I'm flying to Louisiana for my friend's wedding. I actually just spoke to the airline <laughs> and uh, they have the Boeing. No, no. So uh, we'll talk about it. I got a week to work on Sherry. All okay, right. Sherry, a little bit of wisdom over here. Can we please move? We're getting up? to the guest. Jewish tradition okay, uh-huh. uh, teaches that in the merit of the righteous Jewish women, uh, the Israelites were redeemed from Egypt. Did you know that, Sherry? So the uh, Hebrew uh, midwives helped save uh, the, Jew- the Israelite uh, Jewish babies after Pharaoh decreed the boys be drowned. Miriam watched over baby Moses. Pharaoh's daughter, uh, knowing that baby Moses was Jewish, saved him from the river. And there is a tradition this is how we're going to get to the guests, by the way. There's a tradition that uh, it was the Israelite women who were able to seduce the Jewish men, getting a little racy over here, uh, with their mirrors, and because uh, the Jewish men had sort of lost their will. They'd lost their will, they lost their way, they lost their mojo, and it was really the power and the creativity of the Jewish women who were able to galvanize and save the Israelites. So every step along the way of the Exodus, it's the Jewish women uh, who really actually led the way in a very real way. So uh, tonight's guest is uh, an all-star Jewish woman, uh, a real inspiration to me. Uh, you know, I've been at Pratt for many years and I've met many students. I tell people that, uh, you know, I know many people and in my job, I have to pretend to like a lot of people. But tonight's guest, there is no pretending, uh, Ariel Tidha, uh, Pratt uh, alumni. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> I have the bio over here, so I'm going to read it out. Hopefully it's updated, but it's, we'll see. It's, I'm going to jazz it up a little bit, okay? Perfect. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm in sales, me and Sherry. Uh, different, uh, we're selling different products. Okay, so Ariel Tidha was born and raised in Chicago uh, in an American-Israeli family, like Sherry. Okay. You were not born in Chicago, though. Okay, uh, you were being sent to school uh, while the other kids had peanut butter and jelly, right? As is the uh, American tradition, you were packed a lunch of pita and uh, hummus with a little bit of an eggplant. That's true? That's very true. Okay. Specifically, uh, pickled eggplant on the side. Sounds lovely. It's a very important detail. All right. Uh, you have uh, vivid memories of being infatuated uh uh, with the arts and uh, sewing at a young age. You were sewing at a young age? What age? Well, my mom, my mom and 
My mom actually has a degree in fashion design. We're getting to your Sorry, I'm not bio. trying to skip ahead. And okay. my mom's mom was a seamstress if from age 13. The whole thing. So okay. that's how okay. we arrived to sewing. Wow. You set that up for yourself. Okay. Very we good. You can backtrack if you No, want. no, no. Okay. So uh, your grandmother your, taught you to sew? A combination of my grandmother and sewing classes. Beautiful. Yeah. So this led to you uh, joining Pratt Institute, the prestigious esteemed Pratt Institute, uh, one of the uh, finest fashion uh, schools, departments in the country, if not the world, uh, where we met as campus rabbi. And uh, really, I felt initially there was like, I wouldn't say frosty, right, Ariel? But I felt <laughs> over the years, we like really solidified, um, you know, a friendship. And, and, you know, there are friends, there are family, and there are friends that become family. And you are a friend that has become family. So uh, really, we've, we've worked together. We've grown together. You graduated 2016, and you still come. You still come for Shabbat dinner. You still live in the neighborhood, and you're still part of the fabric of the community. Okay, to, just to uh, conclude with the bio, uh, you have a uh, love of textiles, uh, color, and your work has evolved. You now have your own line. I'm going to get into it. Uh, Ariel Tidhar. Dot com. Can I correct you? Uh-oh. I know it's the accent. I, I feel like you're going to be doing a lot of correcting me. No, so, no I'm uh, not yeah, trying yeah, go, to. Go, no, go for it. I know it's the accent. Right. But you say closer to Ariel than Ariel. I've always done that, right? Mm-hmm. Should we, should we, we finally should, on the we podcast? We should mend it right Ariel. here. Ariel? I've known you for seven years, I think, and I still <gasps> mispronounce your name. You have to think of the letters R-E-L. Ariel. And maybe uh, hint in a little bit of your inner Israeli. It's Ariel, right? Ariel. Kind of like Oreo cookies a little bit. Okay, no, by, by the way, I, all, I, once that's pi- all right. <laughs> I once picked up the wrong kid from um, from preschool. Literally. I walked out with the wrong kid under my arm. Um, so don't be offended if I'm mispronouncing Ariel. I'm, I'm never offended by I, I walked out with the wrong kid. Um, so uh, apologies to Orabina. <laughs> okay but i literally did that i did i did return okay so uh you have your own fashion line with a sprinkling of jewish humor i wouldn't say sprinkling but anyway okay and nostalgic references uh to honor uh your israeli roots and uh okay your work has expanded to include modern judaica home decor and accessories okay so firstly could you tell the listeners about the brand and uh, which what products you 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 offer? Sure. How, how that brand has evolved. So at the moment, I'm mostly known for my big statement earrings. Um, the brand has evolved. Well, maybe you don't know this. I've it's kind of your fault in a twisted way, like a good kind of oh, fault. Oh wow! Okay, great. Post grad, right? I. Had a really hard time finding work because if anyone knows a little bit about design, not many jobs in the fashion industry. Right. Um, but, you know, follow your heart, study your passion. It takes, <laughs> it takes a while for Pratt grads to kind of find their feet and find their weights. No, there is no direct path into industry. It's not like you're starting in Goldman Sachs or you're starting in Morgan Stanley. You know, you have to find it. You have to make it. You're creating literally something from nothing. And I think it's uh, an amazing achievement that you've done that. Continue. And I started making these paper mache pomegranates. Right. And at the time, I was helping you with the gallery. Right. And it was almost a year. 
Okay. Talk into the mic, Ariel. Um, from which point? About like pomegranates in the gallery. Yeah. Okay, so it was. The year you graduated. Okay, so I graduated and I was having a hard time finding work in fashion because the world doesn't need any more fashion designers. No, as the world needs more fashion <laughs> designers. It definitely doesn't, but that's okay. Okay, right. Um, and I was making these paper mache pomegranates and I was also helping you with the gallery at the time. It was May 2017 and we sat down and you said to me, okay, we need to figure out what's going on for Shoshana. Right. And then we're si- we're literally sitting there at our Brooklyn coffee shop. And then you turned to me and said, you know, you're doing the show. Yes. And if anyone knows Simcha, when Simcha says you're doing something. It's on. You're doing it. It's right. not even a question. It's not. No hesitation. No nothing. Well, okay. We're doing the show. Um, and I actually stopped applying to jobs. Explain the show to the audience. Exactly what was in that show. The show had over 150 paper mache painted pomegranates. Right. Kind so of for your for your thesis work, uh, there was uh, a few pomegranates, and I got excited about there that. There was a, f- a few pomegranates, a few uh, pair of uh, Israeli flag pants, but right. um, but pomegranates has been kind of my main right. You've always been inspired by pomegranates for a while, and um, it felt like Rosh Hashanah, uh, Ariel. Pomegranates, it just hit me. Let's do a show. And I agreed. And right, like a mashugana. We even painted pomegranates uh, onto the uh, onto the gallery. That was your idea. I know. It took a Simba while said, to paint can you that. draw okay. pomegranates on the wall of my eight, gallery? It was eight coats of paint. Anyway, okay. Anyways, the show happened. It was a great show. I Big stopped success. applying to jobs for three months to work on the show. The show went up. In combination with the pomegranates, we add, I added in laser-cut chamsas. And kind of from there, actually, the, so the week after the show, I got a call. And that's the job I work outside of my own brand now, which is kind of crazy. The second you stop applying to jobs, one will find you. Uh, and from the laser-cut chamsas, I started making earrings. It was this weird natural transition. And since then we've been dabbling in the jewelry and accessory bits and also some custom baby name Hamsas. I'm so proud to be a small part. You didn't know this this at all, right? Incredible success. I'm proud. I'm honored. And I feel like I'm probably due a a percentage uh, of, of the, uh, of the profits. Right, Sherry? Okay. So I just want to go back to your thesis show. Because I was walking through, when Pratt has the thesis, it's called mm-hmm. the thesis work? What's it, when, when it's in the gym? We that, call it... The Pratt show? Your, uh, the Pratt show is in... Yeah, the Pratt show. So I'm in the Pratt show. As the rabbi, I like to go and celebrate and see the work and honor mm-hmm. the work. And there was one student who stood out as flamingly Jewish, right? The, there was one student... Ariel, uh, whose work was like just flamingly inspired by Israel. And explain that show because it stood out. I was like so proud of you to see that work um, in in the Pratt show. Well, so that was about three pieces or three outfits out of 11 outfits of my whole thesis collection. That 
I would say my work started becoming Jewish in my It was like seat seat, I, I seem to recall. Yeah, right? there were some seat seat, some beaded peyote, some right. Hasidic inspired uh, felted hats. And Vaccinated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. In, the, uh, <laughs> in some bright colors and the essence of that collection was really Brooklyn meets Tel Aviv and kind of this combined Jewish identity crisis I've had almost my whole life but didn't realize until I got to Prague in terms of my Jewish um, my Israeli American identity and never being Israeli in my Israeli circles and never wait let me backtrack that Two Israeli for the Americans. No, two Israeli for the Americans and two American for the Israelis right. and con- never fitting in either which circle. Sherry's got her hand <laughs> in the air and I've always felt the same way, by the way. I'm like, I'm a real mudblood and I've always been an outsider insider. And I think I've been attracted to other outsider mm-hmm. insiders. I think really the community we've created is really uh, outsider insiders. Maybe we don't fit, but together we fit. Okay, yeah. so I've noticed in Pratt that students frequently turn to their traditions for inspiration. Uh, perhaps growing up, you didn't really integrate Israeli Jewish themes uh, into your art, but maybe when you're away from home, suddenly, you know, on foreign soil, you turn to the familiar. And artists, I think, write about, create about what they know about. Was that a conscious thing or that was organic or had you always tapped into that or that was something new i think i've always been very vocally jewish and outwardly jewish i went to jewish day school up until high school and the second i stepped into a public high school everyone needed to know i was jewish it became (laughs) i don't know what it was but everyone needed to know i was jewish and that was my shtick and my How, how did you like go about you just i just told people i was jewish all the time really yeah, okay. I don't know why, hey, but I'm Ariel, I'm Jewish. Um, not in that way, right. but like whatever, in a cute kind of right. fun way yeah. or whatever. But and then past the fries, hey, past the fries, I'm Jewish. Um, but you want some pickles. Yeah, and then at some point in prep, my work started to become Jewish. The professors were supportive. Yes and no. Okay. Had, I have some... Uh, some haters. Okay. Some haters. All right. Um, and then ever since it became Jewish, it never stopped being Jewish. And it was almost basically how I explain to people now is like the two biggest pillars of my life merged and now they're all existing in one and... Yeah. Okay. Never look back. Okay. So something I've I've kind of noticed. You, you spoke about it was difficult to find your feet upon graduation, mm-hmm. but I think now like social media, which you are a master, we're gonna get there, uh, has connected creatives and consumers. They're closer mm-hmm. together than ever before. You can market directly to your audience. We don't have to have gatekeepers like if fashion. I think previously needed distribution. Today, there's no distribution. You go straight to the end user. And what's that like creating something from nothing? What's that like just being in the hustle? You know, you're creating a brand. There's there's a million brands. How do you get noticed? How do you do that? How do you get motivated? Wow. A lot of questions. Lots of questions. What was the first one? How, what's it like I, being I, in I've, the hustle? I've said this before, but I've noticed that the <laughs> students that make it from Pratt, 
It's not always the most talented because they're all talented. They went to Pratt. You Are you I mean? saying I'm not the most talented? No, no. Here's what I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that they're all talented. You, you've got to be talented because it's not a school where you can cut and paste. You can't cut and paste, you know, mm-hmm. fashion or jewelry, but it's the ones that have the talent and the hustle I combined. Think, I think talent can be easy and hard work is not never easy. Right. Yeah, you, you just got to bust your... Uh, Tuchus, as they say. Okay. Uh, and direct to consumer. I, Instagram was such a game changer for me. I was on Instagram since high school, but didn't really start pushing Instagram until I graduated that much. And, and somehow I, I the Jewish you, girls found me. I noticed and, that you partner up with a lot of influencers, right? That's kind of part of your your appeal. Yeah. Giveaways. Hashtag. You taught me how to Instagram, by the way. I taught you a story. Right. Remember when you called me to gallery? You're like, I need a lesson. I didn't know any of this stuff. You told me how to do it. And now you're you're now taking I'm me over. <laughs> right. Going going on 10K. Uh, that's <laughs> not, you know. <laughs> After this episode, for sure. I, and I would like to get a K somewhere one day. You never know. It's good to dream. I think a K in the bank account is better than an Instagram. I don't know. Well, good either. Uh, <laughs> Shelly's clapping. But <laughs> I don't know. The Instagram the Instagram girls, every so often I'll do I'll find a really cool either snoot blogger or I'm really inspired by just powerful Jewish women and people that are unapologetically unapologetically Jewish. Because even though it's twenty nineteen, sometimes it's still hard to find, even when you're living in New York and even sometimes the Jewish people that are the closest to us aren't always the most vocally Jewish. So when you see someone on a platform putting themselves out there to the world, the wide world, it's really inspiring. And so I sometimes partner with different Jewish girls to do giveaways. I'm going to get to the SNES okay. uh, bloggers in a second. Oh, I, I, have, I have some thoughts about that. But, but I also wanted to ask you that you also have a day job. And, and I also like, have a day like many job. creatives that are starting brands, you know, they have and they have day jobs. So how do you balance that you have a day job in fashion and yet you have your own like um, jewelry brand? How does that work? You know, there's only 24 hours in a day. There's only. T- and you know, your rabbi is pushing uh, the Sabbath. So uh, what are you going to do over here? Some Jewish girls just have to work on Shabbat. Well, the juice. Uh, it's hard. Right. Good to have the it's day really rest, hard. Though. It's good to have the rest. I've been thinking about it a lot no more. No Jewish girl lately. has to work on Shabbat. We'll get to that later on. Um, File that and uh, Sherry's goy toy comment before. Oh but no! Moving on. Okay. So how do you balance that? I've become a queen of scheduling. Right. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes it means sacrificing other things like going out with friends. Right. Um. And just pushing long hours, lots of coffee, a few mental breakdowns every once in a while. But I, I had a weird, like, sort of thought um, about a month ago. And I actually want to bring Sherry into this. Yeah. That I gave a lecture in the Tenement Museum. You know what the Tenement yeah. Museum is? In the, on the Lower East Side, I was talking about superheroes. And they took, they did, we did a tour. And they took like, like it was a bunch of heads of, of different Jewish federations and I gave a spiel 
Went down well. And uh, we did this tour of the tenement, Sherry. And we went through old apartments from 100 years ago, how the Jew- Jewish immigrants used to live. And they were showing us how this was like the schmatter trade. And like Jewish immigrants would would like would produce um, textiles from their apartments piecemeal. And then I started thinking to myself, like, that's exactly what the Pratt grads are doing a hundred years later. There's no difference. You know, they're living in apartments that are basically the same square footage. They've all moved back to the Lower East Side, or Brooklyn's kind of an extension, and they're making Schmatter um, products, te- you know, piecemeal. So what do you think about that? It's interesting, no? It's crazy. I, I think that Jews have a certain connection to clothes and garment outside of just traditional dress. When you're at, in Pratt Fashion, you actually have to take courses on fashion history and almost fashion sociology. Right. That's definitely not the right word, but that's what comes to my mind right now. And we always had to pick topics to write on. And I wrote multiple papers on modest dress and about Jew, Jewish dress and relating back to the schmata industry, as it was called. And there are so many like Jews that are prominent uh, in the, I guess, the inauguration of the fas- contemporary mm-hmm. fashion, right? Should we name um, a few? Name a few, and and let's Diane go. Diane Furstenberg. And, and n- name their n- name their birth names and their fashion names, because that's kind of funny, right? Yeah. Armani. DVF. Armani's Jewish. I didn't even know that. I don't know that. That could have made that up. <laughs> okay, so who's, who's Jewish? Um, DVF. What's DVF? I don't Diane know von Furstenberg. You know, she and had a granddaughter the, in Pratt. And she left. is the daughter of a Holocaust Holocaust survivors, which is like... Wow. Okay, um, DVF. Mr. Michael Kors. Really? Jewish? Yeah. There you go. Uh, Sherry, can you, just, can you just like Google um, Armani, Sherry? He needs as to we're know. Talking. I do believe he's got like a very Jewy Max name. Max Mara. I think he's like and Ra- I think Ralph Max Lipschitz, Mara's also... Ralph Lifshitz. I think so. I you could mean, be wrong. Oh, you mean, not Armani. You, you're thinking... Calvin Klein? No, I don't think Calvin Klein's Jewish. Many immigrants change their names. You're not... Uh, Ralph Lauren you're thinking about. Ah, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Ralph Lauren. Yeah. So what's interesting about Ralph Lauren, this is what I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. that, that Ralph Lauren, uh, as Jewish immigrant, basically kind of recreated Americanism like more American than America. He created this idealized Brooks Brothers wasp version of, oh, Sherry just Googled, uh, is Giorgio Armani Jewish? And best answer, he's a Roman Catholic. (laughs) Uh, Followed by underneath, uh, I would have chosen Ben Stiller. Above Ethan Hawke. Okay, so um, so basically, like like Ralph Lauren created this idealized sort of I I don't mean this offensively a, a goyish version it's of America. Ameri- right, it's interesting, right? Coming from Jew, is that a, a, a like a form of escape but into if clothes? You think about it, trying to assimilate through fashion. If you think about it, Jews have always needed to kind of assimilate and find their own I know but we've come place. full circle because we've gone from Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. who's like this you know Brooks Brothers idealized Americana to Ariel Tidhar who's flamingly Jewish who creates like oversized uh, earrings uh, it's uh, I, I like the fact that you have a, a pride and uh, an unabashed uh, Jewish sense of whimsy I appreciate that okay next question okay 
uh, I wanted to ask you, because I know there's like in my own community in Crown Heights, mm-hmm. uh, it's my community, but I guess being uh, Chabad, I'm, uh, you know, I'm on the periphery. I noticed there's like a whole slew of these young sneers fashion designers. And because of, I guess, the, the increased uh, size of their communities, you know, they, 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 they attract a, a huge following. I'm thinking about uh, uh, the frock, Mimu Maxi. Uh, what's your take on this like, on this like explosion of sneers fashion? I think it's amazing. I mean, I'm not Zeti, but I was always, I was kind of. It's inspiring to yeah, see. Yeah, I, I really love Jewish, it. Caribbean I mean, women. I also kind of just live for a, a modest look, too. Right. For just fashion reasons, not snoot right. reasons. Um, you know, if you don't see it, you got to make it, and they made it for themselves. Right. And, and they're going global. And they're go- yeah, I've there's a need. In, they're there's, trending. Celebrities are like starting to like take note of Rihanna. These... Rihanna's coming now. I don't know. It's amazing. <laughs> I think I think it's amazing. Okay, so we're now getting to the uh, the meat and potato uh, of the interview over here, Sherry. Um, this is exciting. Now, are you excited? Okay, so Ariel has just launched her new collection, new jewelry collection that's going to be um, tonight. We're going to open the box. Literally. I'm going back to school. The critique's coming in. <laughs> literally, literally, you brought the box. This Sherry, is the best way to carry it. She brought the box. Uh, we are going to uh, analyze and assess uh, the new. The, what kind of collection? This is a summer collection. So this is, is there a word for it? Springs, my spring summer collection. Okay, this is the spring summer Getting 2019 collection. By the way, you may notice I have two earring holes over here. We have a piercer coming. So, we didn't know uh, we're going to open I'm the gonna, holes again. I, I think we can fit them in. So, uh, you know, from back in the day. Ariel okay. is going to be thrilled. So let, let's go through the collection. Well, so, what are we starting with? This is actually all the hair accessories. Okay. The so, newest product, the newest addition to the line of, is scrunchies, which are... We've got four scrunchies, right? We have... Well, I didn't bring all of them. Okay. I brought just the taste of them. They come in three different sizes. Um, these are the minis. They're very kitschy. Do, do you have to describe the scrunchies? So, because on an audio podcast, um, um, we have some metallics. Already storing this over here. Storing the scrunchies. We have some metallic gold. Metallic gold. There's metallic a hot pink, pink. Hot pink. No, no. Like a light metallic pink. <laughs> We have a striped yellow brocade. I'm going to bring Sherry in over here. Sherry, would you like to give your uh, overview of the scrunchies? I thought we were going to wait for her to finish no, no, detailing the location. The... Okay, all right. So this is the entire collection. No, we have... Oh, wow. This is the hair, the hair bits. I love it. I love it. Do you call them scrunchies? Yeah. I don't think it's trade. It probably is trademarked. No, but I think when you call it the fabric uh, ponytails. So the other pieces are hair hair pins and hair clips, which can also be keep a clips. Um, So we have a mix of pomegranate, hamsa, magenta vid, evil eye, um, my joke with Michelle, who does my graphic design, is that we call this the Goy Star, which is like a shooting star shape. Um, 
I will and say. lots of glitter, lots of mirrored acrylic, some bright pink, some bright yellow, a little bit of crystal. Well, the first thing, if you're if we're just gonna go to the scrunchies, the metallic and the gold is beautiful, and it has a really nice elasticity to it. You know, it feels like it can actually hold its shape. Also, you know, I'm a little bit older, so sometimes I kind of default to. You know that that old Sex in the City quotes about the about scrunchie. The scrunchie. No. Yeah. no, I know, I know. <laughs> but that that being said, that was that was actually a really long time ago. You came in here already demoing how a scrunchie could be worn. This is much more elegant, and the metallic finish is is super super cool. I love it. I love the pink and gold. You know the scrunchie's back, and and you've done you've done a lot with this. With the with the fabric and the shape here, so it's she's it's done cool. the scrunchie justice. She have yes reclaimed the scrunchie. You reclaimed the scrunchie for 2019 with these awesome metallic finishes. What so about the pins? It's hard we? for me to you know I'm so enamored by her own. I know, but we, I know. We, we, sorry, we, you know. Okay, the pins. Love Gotta keep it moving here. Love the pins. Um, I'm Which still color? getting an 80s vibe from these goy stars. Is that what you're called? <laughs> Uh, the, the, the websites are called shooting. Oh, shooting right. stars. So the, the pins are the oh, pink. There's again, yellow again, the, and they're very shiny. There's gold and silver. The pink and gold. And there's mirrored. Super, these are mirrored, right? Yeah, these are mirrored acrylics. Super um, cute. Acrylics. Yeah. Okay, so we have so we have glitter acrylic mirrored, and um, this is a pink the, more pink and yeah, everything is pink and gold. And it's it's super cute. How do you um, do? You wear these pins in your hair? Do you wear? How do you? So I, I'm a scrunchy girl through and through. Every so often, I'll throw a couple pins in like, to secure the scrunchie a little oh, bit. Yes. It's like a dual accessory. Yeah, but I have some people wearing the pins and the clips to secure keepas. Um, I have some lady, lady customers that hold the like to use the clips for their uh, doily. As they call it. Oh, yeah. Women? Not Hasidic women. More like... M.O.? M.O.? More orthodox? Like traditional or Can I ask you a personal question? You can Let's ask... Let's get to the tackless okay. over here. Oh, what do they retail at, these these different products? The um, pin. So the, pin the pins for? are all sold in sets of two, and all of them... Those are going to set me back. For a set of two, goes for 20. It's not bad. With the crystals, 22 You make the these set. in your apartment? So I do all the digital files for them, and then they're laser cut as, at a studio in Midtown. China? And then... <laughs> no. Everything... Made, made in the USA, Made Sherry. in New York City, including the scrunchies. Bring back the jobs to the USA. <laughs> and then I take everything back to my Brooklyn apartment and do all the assembly and feel like... Wow. For instance, like these have etching that's filled with paint and the added of the oh, crystals. Wait, wait, a minute, wait, wait a second. Is that, that, that's fortune cookies, right? Yeah. Is that like a nod to like the Jewish fortune cookie? Is that like some kind of kitchen? Okay, so what Simcha is talking about is a postcard right. that all the pins are on. Right. Yeah, you and should describe things. Yeah, this is, well, tr well, you'll remind me and I'll remind you. Right. This it this photo's from basically a photo of fortune cookies and then enamel evil eye pins that are also part of the collection. Not this collection, an older. They came out in the winter. This is from a photo shoot I did with Michelle Grunwald. 
What, what? Um, and it was for One a special. Pratt besties. Bestie. I, but I didn't really meet her at Pratt. I met her at, at Shabbat. Yeah. There you go. And she's your bestie now. You she's collaborate with her. She's one of my her. besties. You see that? She's. Uh, We're gonna get to that. That's that's, that's a collaborator. Sherry's gone straight to the Aries <laughs> over here. And we did a whole photo shoot called Kosher Christmas to do this big, like this massive sale. And we did a whole shoot with Chinese food and fortune cookies, amongst other things. Basically, so you're not celebrating Xmas. You're like we're not reclaiming it Xmas. We're as a give, Jewish. Yeah, we're like, g- what do Jews do on the 25th? What okay. do Jews do on the okay, 25th? As your rabbi, I, I'm supporting Besides that. Okay. shop and AT sale. Okay, fine. That was the whole theme. Um, let's maybe Me and Sherry watch reality bands. Okay, now we're getting to the, um... The main this is show. The, the, the main, the earrings. This is what you're known for around the world. Okay, describe the earring collection. So, we have a combination of big glittery chamsas with crystal nails. We have Gorgeous. some big chamsas with Magenta V cutouts. These guys are really popular. It's more of a modern take on a Hamza. right now. Um, we have some evil eye medallion earrings. We have some pomegranates. Oh, I love it. And then these guys are new. Um, these are kind of, I call them geodangles. And, you know, something for my uh, non-Jewish. Something for my Jewish uh, customers, but also something that doesn't have a Magen David in it for... Someone who's <laughs> not Jewish who wants to support a, right, right. a Jewish designer. Right. Uh, okay, uh, Sherry, you want to give uh, any questions about the earrings? I mean, I don't really have that many questions. I'm I'm admiring these. I have my favorites already. What's your favorite? Oh, this what? one. So these are technically sold out right now on the website. See, I know. <laughs> Do I know so, how to do it? Can I tell them? You have I taste. Have, without <laughs> any, without any, I, I, no, because she's, so for she anyone, has a degree, I'm not going to describe No, it's it. okay. She it's was the, talking the, about, the she did a whole, oh. yeah. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so if anyone wants to look on the website, we're talking about the Aria earrings. Every earring has a name. Um, and the particular ones that Sherry's holding is a mirrored gold color and it's, I like to say these are hoop-esque. Even though they're not hoops, they kind of have an essence of hoops. And they have cutouts in them that are in the shape of an evil eye motif. And then there is also these, which and are also so, the evil eye. Right? Yeah, so these ones are actually for, I brought these and also these from the Winter Collection because these are the best sellers from the Winter Collection. And these are the Zahavia earrings, which are still a few on the website. And these are larger dangle earrings that have giant eyelashes and they're gold glitter acrylic and a little bit of crystal as well. Any palms over here? Yeah, we have some palms. So these are the new Alma earrings, which have been doing really good. And then we have little Ruti earrings named after just kind of a simple, you know, Great for a bat mitzvah girl, but also kind of a Jewish lady of any age. Two things. Uh, Sherry is a big fan of the pomegranate, right, Sherry? It's my favorite fruit. There you go. And uh, a few uh, a few weeks ago, 
Ariel asked me uh, if I would rabbinically, I think that was in jest, by the way, uh, you asked me if I would rabbinically supervise <laughs> uh, the fashion line. Oh and I believe goodness. you did put on, on some of I the I put thi- it on Instagram. Instagram, we that were, these were rabbinically, what did it say? I Certified rab- kosher. Rabbinical supervision by Simcha Weinstein. We, so we revamped Certified the packaging. Kosher. Let's see if this is the new packaging. So we decided... Actually, is this old packaging? We can compare. So this is the old packaging. No, no details on there. Right. Well, there's details, but not. And now the new packaging says "woman owned, made in New York, wow. and kosher." Because I think it's important when people know a business is woman owned. But I also, for my clientele, I think it's important that people know it's Jewish owned as well. And kosher, in case somebody wants to well, eat mostly uh, the the acrylic <laughs> earrings. <laughs> They should know. Kosher by the way, I just over and all year I, long. I just want to put it out there so I, I'm, I'm legally uh, protected. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend anybody eat uh, any of uh, the line. Um, Sherry, what's your favorite from, from the earrings? You, you were going with the big ones, the big dangly ones? Okay, beautiful. Oh, wow. Look at that one. Gold. Okay, describe that one. That's beautiful. So these are... V- <laughs> as it breaks right Simcha throws the earring and it breaks could you imagine that would happen Obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, so these are the wow I forgot what these are called already who designs the packaging Michelle Grunwald wow she's very the talented. designer she's amazing these ones are called Z- oh these are the Xena earrings I have to get acquainted with the new names and no Simchas so far not yet right. we, have, we have a Simi I know, but it's, it's okay. close, close. D- Daron's also upset. We've had many co- conversations about this. Right. Um, and these Xenas have crystals on all the fingertips. They're about four inches long, two inches wide. Uh, do you have a favorite piece? Do I have a favorite collection? piece? My favorite piece is the Leah earrings. They're based off of... The best-selling Noga earrings that are smaller, Hamsa's, and have a pomegranate cutout. I have a quick question. Okay. You know, have you ever considered promoting this stuff as like, you know, let's say you had an advertisement or something and you'd put jewelry? No, I never thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a good or bad idea idea but it just dawned on me we have to run it by michelle the word the word jew is already in jewelry hey that's a terrible idea (laughs) 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 um to be uh, and how how does one uh let's get let you know let's let's uh you know simco's trying to get his cut over here here. (laughs) so uh how do the listeners uh purchase uh, the pins, uh, the jewelry that's from your site. Where do they go? Yeah, so they can go to... Are you on Etsy, by the way? I have mixed feelings about Etsy. Okay. I have like four listings up on Etsy. M- mixed feelings because they take a huge cut? I, I don't know why. No, they don't what? take a huge cut. So why are you mixed? I think Etsy is great for a lot of brands. I so feel you're exclusively through your website? Right much? now, I'm exclusively through my website. Um... Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, um, isn't it true like some people go through Etsy for inspiration and then they rip off young designers and mass produce it 
or bigger things is that something you're worried no about? that's not something i'm worried about that does happen sometimes. it happens a lot i also think etsy has a lot of just junk on it and a so lot it of diminishes the brand you're saying yeah and i think like, i don't i don't want to be with etsy the other crap on etsy like there's I'm, a lot of really beautiful you're stuff too good on for etsy, etsy you're saying i'm not you're a diva. You're a I'm, diva. no no i mean maybe a diva but not for that right, reason for other reasons um <laughs> no i think there's a lot of beautiful stuff on etsy and a lot of amazing makers on etsy but i also think there's a lot of junk and a lot of people that are not pricing their work fairly where they're probably not even making a profit off of it um so i don't i don't know i don't need my work to show up in the search feed next to other people's work um most people find me on instagram or through word of mouth and then they can shop on my website or email me if they want something custom or oh, you, you do custom that yeah, happens I wow. yeah so i none of these are clip-ons but certain earrings can be made into clip-ons for Friends that have not braced the the needle like Simfra has, right? Um, <laughs> Twice. And sometimes I'll do <laughs> custom cham, like hamsas for homes for people for baby namings, or I've done a couple for weddings now too. Beautiful. What, yeah. what's, what's the biggest order you've ever received, and the strangest order? The strangest I, I know order. Because I know I sell my books on my website, and sometimes like the strangest things. I think. The strange orders is when I get an order on my website for a name that's just completely out of nowhere and maybe in the south or like shipping it to somewhere in the south. A lot of my Instagram followers interact with me a lot. So when they do place their order, I recognize their name. Um, Yeah, I think I don't have something so exciting to share on strange orders, I guess. You did a, a bat, bat mitzvah. What's the biggest order you've had? My biggest order is usually when something a collection launches, and I have a, I have a group of really consistent customers. Right. Um, My wife is like that. She's into the Moo Moo Maxi. Am I saying that right? Me Moo Maxi. Ariel, Ariel, Ariel. <laughs> so my wife's big into me, Mimu Maxi, mm-hmm. and last uh, Matze Shabbos, she told me that they did a launch. They just launched, and suddenly my wife is like grabbing the credit card, uh, which is fine because she makes a lot more than I do, um, and uh, she's like, "I gotta get this." And they literally did, was, you know they what it was? I know what dress it was. It was, I think it was a Cascade dress or yes, something. Yes, I follow them she on Instagram two also. Of them. She I got, got two. them. So the question, and, and they sold out in, I think, an and hour. People were mad. Right, they for had the Cascade. What are the all those Robertsons gonna wear to Pesach? No, I think it's amazing that they've created this buzz and this excitement, mm-hmm. and because you can, you know, directly, you know, engage with the audience. You know, I don't see, uh, I, I, you know, I don't see Tiffany's, uh, you know, directly uh, talking uh, to their to their punters. Uh, so it's really it's an amazing way uh, of selling something and generating buzz and and getting the word out and getting momentum out. Um, I think it's it's amazing. Yeah. Really cool. Okay. So I'm very proud of what you do. I don't know if you know this, but Pratt has a new president, Francis and Ronette. And your besties. And she's my bestie. And <laughs> she's Jewish. And oh, I Franz, didn't know she was she's Jewish. very Jewish. It's too bad she um, wasn't the president she, when I was there. Uh, I know. And she loves no earrings. To, uh... And she's kind of known for having large flamboyant earrings. We've so, talked about this. I know. So my advice to you is send her a pair. 
In fact, I'm going to be seeing her I'll bring, probably I'll... this week to give her matzah. Okay. Before the holiday. I'll drop off a pair to I you and you'll her, deliver that. I'm them. telling you, you're going to get some, uh, some credit. She'll write you up. She would love this stuff. Um, so what's next, Ariel? 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 Next, I'm going to Chicago. For Passover. For Passover and gum surgery. Um, and then I'm going to Israel. And then I'll come back. Oh, we didn't talk about Israel. We didn't talk okay, about Israel. Okay, so, uh, you know, we're getting to the end of the interview. But I forgot to mention that you have led how many birthright trips? I'm about to lead my fifth trip. And every time you get back, you say the same thing. <laughs> Sherry's looking at me like, right. why? Literally. Every time she gets back, she tells me, I'm never doing that again. And then like, oh, a week later, she's oh. like, yeah, I'm doing it again. Um, what's it like leading ah. so many trips? And uh, it's, it's, it is inspiring. What I mean, is it like? Sometimes the, the, the participants can be whiny and kvetchy, but it's like, it's, you know, at the end of the trip, there's that kind of... Bo- they say the best thing, uh, better than going to Israel for the first time, is going with people who are going for their first time. And it's very inspiring. It's amazing. Um, so what is it like to drink the birthright Kool-Aid? Yes. I've seen the ins and out of what can happen on a birthright trip. That's a different podcast. Um, But, you know, I grew up being brought to Israel and given a Jewish education. We haven't, you haven't shouted out my parents yet. I'm really surprised. I know. You, you love, I mean, I love my parents, but you love my parents. Can I just say one one story? So. About my Abba? No. Actually not. So, you know, like one of the, one of like my fondest memories being the rabbi of Pratt, mm-hmm. definitely like top 10, probably top five was when your mother surprised you. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting emotional. Uh, she, she, I'm getting verklempt. She surprised you coming to the opening of the pomegranate show. She reached out to me. You didn't know she was. She gonna- reached out to you? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. She told me she was coming. And like, watch, you didn't know it was happening. I had no idea. You were, right? And you met on the street and it was just wild. No, I was in the gallery already and she just walked in. Right, and I was right. She walked up the so street. Right, right. Confused. Right. My parents and I actually have kind of a history of surprising each other. Right. right. Like, I've shown up in Chicago unannounced a few times. My mom has showed up at my apartment door in addition to that gallery uh, ambush. Right. Yeah. So that that was really beautiful. You both were crying, and your mother had tremendous. Nachos. I don't think anyone was crying. And, and, and your mother, I, I, I think I saw a little bit of. Uh, you were, you were I saying, saw a few uh, there tears. There was verklempt, but I don't know if it was crying. Okay, so maybe I was crying. Sorry to ruin. Okay, the, um, but the one thing about your mother is she came to Shabbat dinner, and she really is a Jewish mother. She was like setting up. She was working and the crowd and working the crowd, and anyone that was being unruly, she was putting them in a the place, and she went next door. She was getting the paper goods she's like a real balabuster and your father is such a sweetie your abba is like the sweetest guy deron uh, <laughs> i love him shout out to deron uh and he really like they're very very proud of you i'm very supportive and uh very special people so they're the, ba- they're the best and i don't tell them that enough i know that you're, and you're they're busy. totally gonna start crying now when they sh- sherry wants to finish oh okay so we're wrapping up we We're wrapping over this up. We scar Israel. Yes. What's that but like? The, uh, Five trips. I can say that I 
don't remember my first time at the Kotel and I don't remember my first time in Tel Aviv, but to see other people experiencing that for the first time is always such a whoa moment. Right. And now I've seen over a hundred Jewish people go to Israel for the first time. Beautiful. So beautiful. Sherry wants to say something. I mean, if you guys are okay with going, you know, 10 minutes over, if you're still listening to this podcast, which I hope you are, cause it's awesome. I mean, it's I know just her own at this point. I know <laughs> we wish we, I know you don't have the visual, but I'm telling you this stuff is super cute, but um, you know what? The Israel story is going to Israel for the first time. There's uh, someone I want to bring on real quick. <laughs> yeah, the goy toy. Goyfriend. My goy friend has has a quick has a quick thoughts about going to Israel for the first time. Yes. Is this his first time on the podcast? Yeah, this is the first time on the podcast. You have to give him He's a better intro a, than that. No, no, no. It's we always. We this is it, yeah. It's so it's a, this is actually funny because we just refer to you as the boyfriend. We have been for several episodes, but no one has actually heard you speak. And so I gave him his own birthright tour. Was she a good staff? Yeah. So let's uh, let's let's go. So we're in Jerusalem. For, this is her first time in Israel. Uh, yeah, so it was my first time in Israel. I flew into Jerusalem. Uh, we only had like an afternoon there before we had to go to Sherry's parents' uh, house in the north, her grandparents' house. So I wanted to do all the touristy stuff and go uh, see the old town and go see the shops and the marketplace and all of that. Uh, Sherry just wanted to go to the gun shop across the street from our Airbnb <laughs> and go shoot an automatic rifle. So we did that. It ended up taking about four hours, which was frustrating for me because like I said, we had a very limited amount of time to spend in Jerusalem, period. But, um, but it was but pretty funny. But let's be funny. real, that's the true Israeli experience. It is, it was. <laughs> we got to see a Brooklyn born and raised uh, instructor uh, haggle with these three guys in the Israeli army and um, just criticizing their technique and everything. And then they were getting really mad at him. It was really funny to see. It took forever, which was frustrating, like I said, but it was pretty, pretty hilarious all in all. But then we rushed over to the what, the hotel. What did you think? You know, so then you still got that spiritual experience. We did, except we had to, it only lasted about, like an hour at that point but it was it was cool to but see but i don't think you need more than an hour at the hotel like even no, an actual birthright yeah. we don't spend probably more than an hour is the hotel the name for the western wall yeah the western or? wall okay. no i wouldn't say that i needed more than an hour at the western wall but it would have been nice to just wander the old town a little bit more it was more so what i was kind of bummed about what he was trying on, to say is he didn't want to spend four hours at the shooting range <laughs> and one hour at the western wall i didn't realize you were like a uh, gun-toting mishugana sherry but uh, i have a question uh for the for the boyfriend well, i want firstly uh, you're wearing a t-shirt that says green police um can you describe the, the t-shirt is funny as well it says you picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem plastic boy so, uh, as the green police, you're in the green police, but Sherry took you to the uh, actual police range. Mm -hmm. um, I got a question for you. We are holding <laughs> over here Ariel Tidhar's spring 
Um, summer collection. We have a fashion designer over here. I okay. know if you're looking to buy uh, uh, Sherry a gift uh, mm. for the... Uh, when's your birthday, Sherry? Okay. For, <laughs> right, for Passover. For Passover. Because mm. Sherry's decided to cancel her trip and to New Orleans and come to the Passover Lafayette. center. Yeah. So uh, what's, what's your opinion over here uh, about these pieces? I like I like the onion ones, I will say. Those They're stand not out onions. to me. Wait, what are they then? This is why he's the boyfriend. Are they pomegranates? You just, you just eternally... Pomegranates. You outed yourself. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Outed. You can see from the larger one, though, how I'd get onion from that, though. I feel like that's not too far off. Okay, uh, what's your favorite pieces over here? The onion. You like the onion. Yeah, I like the onions. Um, no Jew on earth would have said that's an onion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like this symmetric uh, like series of rectangles and squares with the little pearls. I like those. Okay, that's straight um, straight for the non-Jewish ones. I like the 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 eye one is good. Okay. Um the hand ones a little sparkly for my taste. Well, I ask you a say. question before we close. Um you uh you know Sherry very well. What do you think Sherry would have picked as her favorite? Let's Has see she how, already let's done see, this. Yeah. Okay. Let's um, see how well you know your girlfriend. Um <laughs> Probably if you get the, the wrong ones, you're going to be dumped. Probably the silver sparkly ones. Oh. No? No? I don't know. She likes sparkly Sherry, sequiny. you want to break up with him on the podcast? <laughs> this is an Ethan okay, Hawke, Ben me one more, moment. Give me one more chance then. Is it the onions? You can't. Is it the onions? Stop. Okay, you need to. Okay, here's the thing. You need to stop. You get. You got past the onion the first time. Then you need to switch. They it. started calling it the onions no, again they, no, for they comedic didn't. effect. No, yeah, they, they did. Didn't. No, I started they didn't. calling it no, the no, pomegranates. No. She and they told switched. her personal story about the onion thing, which which she's allowed to because anyway. Yeah, we're we're, we're in overtime. <laughs> we'll leave you alone. <laughs> we're in overtime, you guys. Amazing work, you guys. Um, please, please, please check it out. I, I mean, Instagram is the fastest way at A-R-I-E-L-T-I-D-H-A-R, uh, Facebook website, woman-owned, made in New York, kosher now, kosher. Mm. Once you put them in your ears, they're a kosher. And uh, yeah, it was, it was these. Oh, okay. Yeah, honestly, I never, I never okay. would have got that. All right. That. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Uh, you've just been dumped. Uh, that's the closing thoughts. Uh, I want to say to Ariel, this is uh, the first, but definitely not the last time on the Hipset podcast. You have uh, really enriched my life and the life of the community. You still are involved, and uh, you should know out of the many students that come, uh, you're always, and you always have been, the first to help, uh, the first to get up and help, and you're always, you always, you just kind of get it. I feel like you come from uh, maybe a family of balabusters. I saw your mother. So I really, I thank you for that. Thank you for everything you've done for the community. Thank you for being my friend. Besties. Thank you for being my friend. Okay, so uh, we're going to close with the uh, words of the Golden Girls. Um, if you were a Golden Girl, which one would you be? I'm too young. Okay, Sherry, if you were a Golden Girl, I'm thinking Blanche, uh, which one would you be? <laughs> yeah, Blanche. Absolutely. <laughs> the whole way. The whole way. Thank you for being a friend. You know what the 
the mother was younger than the daughter. Everyone says that. Anyone that watches the golden... Okay, we've gone on a tangent. Um, Ariel, you're awesome. Your work is awesome. We love it. We want to tell all the listeners to go to Instagram right now and follow Rabbi Simcha. <laughs> After you've done that, follow uh, Ariel Tidha. Uh, I said it right? Whatever. You can say Tidha. Uh, you can say Tidha. Go, go, go to the website right now. Buy them all because they're going like hotcakes. And uh, and we thank you. We're going to follow you. We're going to support you. And uh, hopefully uh, when you make it all the way to uh, Fashion Week, uh, you will not forget the little people. And I'll send you your cut finally. And I will finally get my cut. Okay, we want to uh, thank all the listeners uh, for listening. want to wish you all a kosher Passover, a happy Passover. Uh, we should all be, uh, we should all be uh, next year in, uh, in, in Jerusalem. Tel Aviv, in Tel Aviv. Ne- the, the fashion capital yeah. of the world. Uh, Lashana and we want to say finally this is me Rabbi Simcha saying good night good night Ipsid the podcast is recorded and produced by Sherry Barkley and Rabbi Simcha make sure to like and subscribe and see you next time